You have a debt. You're no fun anymore. And welcome back. This is the Grinding Gear Podcast, number twenty-three. We don't normally na- uh, number these things. Hi, I'm Garrett, joined <laughs> as always by Kyle Ferguson. As I step questionably close to the other side of thirty. Uh oh, wait. Oh, I'm inching closer. Wait. I'm inching closer. Sorry, I, fr- right. I phrase that not, I'm really close today. to my birthday. Yes. I'm no, not yet. Okay, not yet. I'm really uh, close to my birthday, and uh, th- 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 this one feels weird. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, because you'd be. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then be yeah, thirty-six. Uh, other yeah, side of the thirty yeah. hill. Yeah, yeah. Other side ancient. of the thirty hill coming up. Uh, you are ancient esports years, old in streamer years, and uh, I'd say standard in YouTube years. <laughs> Sta- oh, fair. Standard yeah. in MMO yeah. YouTube years for sure. Yeah, that will that, yeah, sure. that is very true. That I have seen true. our demographics, and uh, y'all We're are old. our age. Uh, We're old. Yeah, uh, yeah. most Fortnites and stuff are our age. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, last year, by the way, we were not part of this, but I feel like 2022 was the year of millennials getting into Fortnite. Yes. Every, well, they got a lot of properties. Yeah. Every gaming podcast I listened to suddenly was talking about Fortnite, and every gaming podcast I listened to is just littered with people our age. I mean, it's gotten really polished is ultimate. I've been watching a little Fortnite myself, like over on John's stream and stuff. It's really nicely made. And like it kind of scratched that Apex Legends feel like you can aim down sights and uh, it's juicy. I mean, you can be Vegeta in there if you choose. You can be Master Chief. You can be Venom. Like it is the Lego of. Maybe we should do another. We should do a stream where we try it out because I haven't tried it since it's more early days. It was still Battle Royale. It was really early days. It was like a a base defense game. Um, But uh, I hated the shooting. Like I, I thought it was just some of the worst shooting I ever experienced. And that's why I. I very quickly fell off it and went back to PUBG. Um, also, kids, you know, a lot of a lot of us are having kids. A lot of those kids are reaching, you know, 12 to 16, the Fortnite years. Mm. And, you know, if you're going to put some time into something like that's kind of my thing with MMOs. It's like it's fun to play by myself, but I get to bring that energy to my friends. And if I played Fortnite and I practice Fortnite, then I could bring that energy to my family and be awesome. You know, when I do play with my kids, you're not completely out of know or lose a bunch, <laughs> which would be fun. I know not that you when 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 your children start being in the games and having like, you know, when they're a little older and kind of have the, the the headspace for appreciating games. I know it's important to you that you aren't absolutely terrible. Yes. Yes. I do want to be able to throw down in some regard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, particularly when the sleepovers start, like if you know, oh, did Dad get in on this one? Yeah, I don't oh, want to suck in front you, of you. Just walk in like like some maxed out anime character, like ready yeah. to throw down. Because sadly, I have a feeling that your children, and if I ever have children, will not give a flying crap about Smash Brothers. Oh, dude, you know, you know, I just so start top of the show. Some people might have uh, not caught the reference. That was God of War Ragnarok. A little moment that happens I did in not, the very beginning. I did not catch that reference and I'm still currently playing it. Dude, I just looked it up the other day. Chap- like I, I was like, how far am I into this game? So I looked up how many chapters were. I'm not even halfway through this damn game. That's how little I've played big, it. That's great. Yeah, well, that's I also, I, I, I talked about it last week, right? Or was that just on stream? Yeah, you, you talked about it a little bit. Yeah, I fell off uh, hard. Frustration. I fell off real hard. I really didn't like a, a rather slow 
point in the game, but I'm back. I played more of it. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it later, but yeah, I looked it my up. Point being, I was shocked how much game I still have left. I'm going to hang my controller on the wall. So when my son asks, can you play? I do the slow turn. Home, boom, 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 <laughs> off the wall, you know, and, and just oh like really God, just play. Just have that music queued up on exactly. all of the Alexas throughout your house. Uh-huh. Have all my what groovy or whatever lights all sync to it. So everything emergency mode. Woo, woo. Yeah, I, I, I did set up one of those <laughs> for Kristen. Well, now I just want. Now I just want a child just for the inevitable day where they go, Dad, have you heard of this thing called Star Wars? And I can just go into the attic and come down with a lightsaber. Yeah. Well, I, it, yeah, it depends. Like, we if don't know, even know that, Florida. right? Yeah. I, mean, yeah, I, can, I can't but, do the crawl space. There no, are, crawl spaces are gross. Actually, there are some crawl spaces in Florida, but they're, they're, they're rarer. I've never been in a house with one, but I know they exist. Uh, we got we got a lot to talk about today. Uh, we do. We do. We've got uh, we've got some uh, 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 Yoshi P Square Enix drama. We've got a massive Final Fantasy patch that uh, we were we were provided with a, a spoiler-free version of it that we're going to take a look at. We're going to talk about God of War Ragnarok. Apparently, you're going to uh, talk to me about Persona 5, a game I'm still not playing. And uh, <laughs> No, and, not that much. Not but, that much. No, no. I was just listing games I played this week. What I'm really going to talk to you about is the, the D&D Open license. That's what I'm going to talk to you about. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Nice. You're, you're going to talk to me about something that I just like ball up into just this one ball that lives there called Wizards of the Coast cannot handle their own success. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, the, that's the short of it. That's the short I have of it. never seen a company more intent on completely destroying all goodwill. In, like not since Blizzard have oh, yeah, I seen a company a cool go out of the cool their way doing it. to completely yeah. destroy all goodwill towards the brand. Yeah, all the cool kids are doing it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, w- with that in mind, let's get into this week's news. Good, 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 good. Oh, great news, everyone. Shove it. Were I titling this like a YouTube video I wanted to get clicks, I would say, Kyle, can we trust Yoshi P anymore? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I saw this around. I didn't dig deep into it. So tell me what's going on. Uh, Essentially, there was a, a video All right. Actually, let me just take you through this. All right. So Yoshi P recently said that we should, quote, buy a PS5. And this was via a video interview on a Japanese website called Nico Video. Uh, I learned this through an IGN article that you should go read in full if you want the whole thing, because... You know, this is where it was. I, I don't know Japanese. I did not go look, watch Nico video and, and see this for myself. I went through a translation through IGN and it's Final Fantasy 16 producer denies existence of PC version by a PS5 is the headline over on IGN. Um, <laughs> of course, I actually rather like that headline because <laughs> it, it is a little clickbaity, but it also gives information. <laughs> That is and true. In this day and age, I will give points for that. Yeah, he um, wasn't blasted. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But this was regarding the still uncertain future uh, c- concerning the existence of a Final Fantasy 16 PC port. Uh, the the longer quote from Yoshi P is that uh, quote nobody said a word about a PC version releasing. Uh, quote continues broken saying, why is it like a PC version is releasing in six, uh, six months later? Don't worry about that. Buy a PS five. Sorry. I went overboard. We did our best. So please look forward to it. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> which I like that addition because to me, it, yeah. it, it humanizes this quote as this is a man who's very proud of what he made and he just wants you to play it and not worry so damn much about where you can play it, what's going on with the machinations of corporate giants that can't get their shit together. Um, it's kind of how I'm reading into this, but dude, the, the well goes deep, man. I found this, like this piqued my curiosity and I've watched every final fantasy 16 trailer. Cause this is the first time ever that I like give a shit about a final fantasy game before it comes out. Cause I didn't grow up as a final fantasy fan. I am a newly converted final fantasy fan. I can't wait in five more years. I get to make the joke of, uh, even better. I found it when I'm 40, but until I get there, you know, still a late life final fantasy fan. Um, so I, I've seen every one of them. I was thinking to myself, I thought I vaguely remember there being like in writing, like this shit's coming to PC. Right. But, uh, I couldn't remember. So I, I went and like went back through like everything I could find. And there's multiple, multiple times where a, a PC version of final fantasy 16 has been brought up in official PlayStation square Enix, final fantasy 16, messaging including the very first announcement trailer so all the way back to september 2021 which is when 16 was originally announced there's a little fine print at the end uh that says also available on pc like a little asterisk and then that appeared to be dropped from feature trailers but then we also got a dual sense controller trailer which is basically a ps5 sizzle reel that went on on the official playstation account and it shows a message when final fantasy 16 is on screen saying uh the game is targeting a summer 2023 release and will be a ps5 exclusive for six months so that one gets doesn't mention pc but gives us very specific amount of time for how long this game will be a ps5 exclusive and it does the intrigue doesn't end there kyle what's a sizzle Oh, a sizzle, a sizzle reel is like when you cut a bunch of shit together. It's just a kind oh, of a throwaway okay. term for when you cut it. So like this was a, it was advertising the DualSense controller and then it was just showing a bunch of like big name PS5 games. So like Ragnarok was on there and I think yeah, Spider-Man. So the things you would have access to should you purchase a PlayStation 5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just last month, we we talked about it on the show, the Revenge trailer, which is the most recent Final Fantasy 16 trailer. Now, it doesn't mention the PS or the PC version specifically, but on the end card, there's another asterisk that says not available on other platforms until, and it gives a specific date, December 31st, 2023. So, huh. <laughs> so there's like, there's so much to unpack here with the inconsistency at which they've been communicating about the exclusivity or non-exclusivity of final fantasy 16 for PS five. So you, you got, now you got Yoshi P saying there's no PC version. Uh, we've had at least one very adamant <laughs> fine print about a PC version. And also if you look at the revenge trailer and you look at that dual sense ad, uh, I guess it's coming out in July 31st. Yeah. <laughs> like, Isn't there legal ramifications for this kind of stuff? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. we've been arguing about that since we were in high school. Isn't that false advertising? Can't something be done to stop the corporations? And no, well, apparently, I, I, there, there's no punishment for this. That's kind of thing. in my brain it, is that we are. We have been yelling about that since forever. So why are why? Why is it so inconsistent? <laughs> Sony is really bad at this. Like they have shown trailers with their PlayStation five upside down. 
like ways you shouldn't house it. There was a big article over the holiday that you should never have your PlayStation standing upright because the fans slowly wear themselves out in that position. Oh shit. Really? Yeah. Dude, yeah, mine's so been you, sitting upright since I got it, which I found out was over a year ago now. I, or two years looks, ago. Shit, I've had mine it, for two years. That's why it surprised me. I couldn't believe the thing's been out for two years already. It's a dominating force. Like, I don't know how you're supposed to house it standing upright. Like, I, it doesn't really fit on a shelf. We literally look next to it. It is sitting on the floor next to our TV stand because it's that yeah. big. It doesn't fit anywhere. Mine came with a little stand that you kind of like lock it into. Yeah, and they all do. do it sideways. And so you're supposed to lay it down. It needs some rest. Those, that's good for the fans is to, you know, mm. put it sideways. But they've shown trailers with it like upside down with the the the, the disc hole on the bottom. <laughs> Did you get the disc version or the discless? I, I, it's discless. I don't okay. care about that. I don't, cool. I don't need discs. But, you know, then you'd be putting DVDs or whatever in into it upside down. Uh, Sony is a little inconsistent and I'm not like, I'm not shocked by this. If anything, this just sounds like a normal human being who happens to be what we would call the suits sits around and goes, well, we should be saying that. If we say that people won't buy PlayStation fives right now. Not, well, let's just not say that. And well, we already said it's going to PC. Just like, just forget just, about it. Just stop. Just but then for go. some reason they mention it two more times. Also, you know, Yoshi P is not infallible. I know this might come as a shock, but he's not an infallible man. And he may have, you know, made mistakes. That's how I kind of read into I went overboard. Are you, like he just, are, he's excited. Are you saying humans or developers are indeed human, no matter how popular they may be with a fan base? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay, cool. And I have no doubt that you should, Yoshi P loses some sleep overnight uh, seeing his quotes taken, not exactly out of context, but taken so powerfully. Like at the end of last year, there was a whole string of YouTube videos that went out about I'm quitting Final Fantasy 14 and here's my reasons. And all the comments in those videos were like, well, Yoshi P says you can quit anytime. I don't even know why you made this video. It's like, well, it, let's assume it's a genuine video and someone truly has a passion to share about why they're leaving the game and they want to be heard and they want the game to improve. Dismissing that on the basis of well, Yoshi P said you can leave one any time. That's not fair to that player. Like, let's take what they had to say at face value. Now, let's not use a Final Fantasy Yoshi P quote to to minuscule this idea that this this player is trying to represent in their message to their community. Sure, I could I could speak for hours about all the weird dismissive comments we have received in the guise of well yoshi p said and i'm just like it's not what this right. is about this isn't about uh, the, we, we weren't refuting that well and a lot of that also came in with like the mods where yoshi p said what back in like 2014 just don't tell anybody but then the legal stuff got updated so he had to change his language and his old way of speaking which i love like i i just i love the way they do speak in many ways like their mods talk on one of their live letters was essentially it was just honest and what I would call like gamer talk, they made the example of you can't print out pornography and then walk around the street and show people it. <laughs> so stop taking screenshots of your mods. We don't know what's on your computer. Just stop sharing it. Just enjoy your and shit it, privately. <laughs> it was just, it was such it was a it was a wholesome. It was I, sure I, I liked it. Yeah, but it's, it's wholesome. I it, really it, enjoyed that messaging personally. Yeah. But yeah, I do. I I personal thought here i have a feeling that a lot of folks are just ruining it by like well no it needs to be an official thing with the burger burr and that's what now i'm ruining it here with with this because but i to me this is more i'm 
putting this more on like Sony and, and the corporation. Cause this is just, this is like an embarrassing level of mismanagement of messaging. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a mistake. They they want to move units. The units are more available yeah. than they've been. There's lots of uh, PlayStation fives in people's hands already. Did they hit three million or was it thirty, 30 million? Million thirty. Okay, 30 that's way more. Million, which yeah, is that's... yeah, it's impressive. I haven't gone and looked and compared it to like PS fours and and what I would imagine because of all sorts of things. You know, especially supply chain issues that I would assume the PS four would have sold more by now, but. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure I didn't go look up those numbers, but um, yeah, this is just ridiculous and hilarious and funny and made me realize that, oh yeah, all the way back when they announced Demon's Souls re- remaster for PS5, they said that was coming to PC and here we are in 2023 and it still has not come to PC. Oh, that'd be nice, but now I got my PlayStation 5, so De- well, Demon's Souls just isn't a fun game. Frankly. And now we're it's letting our, our bias fly because we both have PS5, so I don't really care. <laughs> Like, but, well, I, but that, I, I mean, that's that's a little bit of the corner you work yourself into, right? Like, you know, firing up God of War Ragnarok and I didn't hear it go was nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to play on modern hardware sometimes and be like, oh, shit, like a, it asked me some questions like, do you want to prioritize frame rate? Which I guess if I had like a rocking 4K TV, like so I know, do have a rocking like, 4K TV and I found that I actually prefer the non frame rate version of Ragnarok because it looks hmm. so pretty when you don't care about the frame rate. OK, OK, like, yeah, yeah. I'm, learning, I'm still learning much about the frame rates. And all that it depends business. on the game. Spider-Man really bothered me when I wasn't playing in frame rate mode because it's such a see. high movement game. But yeah. God of War is so chunky um, and like lumbering that I'm I'm fine with it, like playing it at 30 and having a prettier game. Yeah, so. I can see uh, Kratos's back taking up a 30 year screen isn't exactly demanding all the frames. Yeah, yeah. And You'd then have those yeah. textures. Yeah, like like racing games. Like I want that shit like highest frame rate possible. Please and thank you. But when we when we get into like the big tentpole narrative games, I'm totally fine playing that shit at a lower frame rate. What a what a beautiful success story of accessibility. Oh, my God. The yeah, options man. available in Ragnarok are just incredible. I got to turn down. A lot of the screen shakes, put that to zero, got rid of the film grain. Hell yeah. Got rid of the blurring. Just turn all that crap. I want my video games to look like video games. Uh, I I love all that shit in Ragnarok. All of it on. Turn all of it on. It looks so good. I'm I'm into it. I love the way that game looks. That game looks good. Uh, yeah. real, and honestly, I was pretty. I'm just talking. About, we'll get to it later. We'll get to remind me to we'll talk get about the story the stuff later. We can talk about the video. Okay. Game, All right. Well, then, what, a, I, what I was going to talk about is that uh, I thought it looked pretty, uh, pretty unimpressive in the beginning. Like I was like, it's kind because of, I had just played, I had just replayed some of 2018 on the PS5, which is up res from what I experienced because I played it on a launch PS4, not a PS4 Pro, and it looked damn good, better than I remembered. And then I got into Ragnarok, and I was like, this kind of just looks like the last game. And while I love winters, like it starts in winter. And so everything's just kind of gray. <laughs> it gets so much prettier later on. Holy shit. I thought it was quite pretty. The snow is very impressive. It is very good snow, but it stays that way for a while. And there's even a, there's a forest area you get to pretty early on that I was like, I, this doesn't look that great. And then it, I don't know, man, I, I played on my computer. I didn't realize how bad it was until when I checked my footage that I recorded mm. from uh, playing it on my computer. But too, yeah, I, I just, I didn't know any better. But man, how cool to have that many options in a video game, along with like a robot that'll read you like what's on screen for, you know, for the blind or partially blind. Like, that's badass. I thought the PS4 had that because I turned it on on accident one time. and was like, why? Stop narrating. 
No, I'm not saying that didn't. I'm more. I'm just reacting that a story based game, even with the action, they were willing to put that much work into. It's just awesome to see. Uh, also, like for me, like colors, like changing the color of the text is a very powerful thing for dyslexia. You can pick out words more distinctly. Uh, for me, red or blue backgrounds behind my text, which this game doesn't have, but changing the text color can help with that, can be immensely helpful. Red is interesting. I was thinking of red yeah, I, as the the death of legibility. I, I don't, you're, yeah, you're thinking of the text. I'm talking about like on a background, black words on a red background can I just do it. it oh yeah, no, no, it's legit. In, 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 I remember graphic design class, my teacher distinctly being like, never have red touching black. It's, it's horrible. Like I'm not saying it's beautiful. I'm saying it's legible. <laughs> no, it was specifically a legibility thing. It was specifically a legibility thing that they were talking about Maybe. because because reds and black are are especially commonly used reds are close in uh, tone. So well, travel back in time, raise your hand in class, and say, "Sir, what about accessibility?" Shoot him down. I'm just, I'm just trying to explain why I'm interested. Is all like no, I, I it's curious. Get I get it. it's, it's very curious. Um, do you want to do you want to continue the legal talk? Uh, the bizarre corporation interactions? Uh, sure. Uh, what corporation broke your heart this week, Kyle? Well, I mean, it, it's an ongoing process. Really. <laughs> what corporation is sinking to new lows you thought them not possible of this week? Uh, Kyle? Yes. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons uh, was over the holiday, particularly around the 23rd of December, was releasing in secret its open game license 1.0. OK, which, I need to already pause you because I something okay. I had a really scary thought. All right. What is I can only enjoy this conversation under one very specific caveat. OK. Are we both still allowed and going to go watch the Dungeons and Dragons movie? Because I really want to see that movie. That is a complicated question. Oh, no. Ah. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. Let, let's talk about this first and let's come back to that. Let's come back to that question. All right. That, that I just, I just want know, it known that I'm now having a bad time. No, then, then you're getting into like a really big topic of like ethical consumption. And that, 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 it that, doesn't that, exist in my opinion. Go over to Steam right now. See the top game on there. Like there's a lot of conversations being had about that. What's the top however, game on Steam right now? However. No, seriously. What's the top game on Steam right now? Uh, Hogwarts. Oh, However, Jesus. Okay. Dungeons and Dragons 1.0 open license. So what happened is over the holiday, I'll catch you up really, really quick because I'm not a lawyer, but I do want to talk about that. Over the holiday, they put out the open game license 1.0. And in the past, they were basically here's open license or 1.1 uh, and 1.0 was very like, hey, do what you want with our beautiful D20 system. We want you to succeed. We can't do it all ourselves. So over the holiday, they put out contracts that said you had to sign this thing if you wanted to produce content for Dungeons and Dragons. And it raised a lot of eyebrows as people saw things like Kickstarter. If you run a Kickstarter, they get 20% of your revenue. If you make over $750,000, they start taking a portion up to 25% of that revenue. Who, who, how common is that? Because in my head, I'm and like, it's, it's, it's Critical Role and Chris Metzen. And I can't think of any other success stories that that went beyond that in, in Dungeons and Dragons, but I also don't follow that closely. Well, here's the thing. Uh, we're in America. <laughs> and the American dream is ultimately going to be the issue there. We have this conference, like, you know, taxes, whatever, like one day I could be rich 
And if you are making a D&D product and you're thinking to yourself, man, you know, I really want to get involved in tabletop. I want this to be my business plan. I want this to feed my family. I'm just so passionate about it. Any sort of end of the road, like, uh, well, I mean, if you make over $750,000 on it, you're going to have to pay up. People go, well, I mean, I don't even, even, even the most common person will be like, I don't know about that. You know, my future restricted. I want no caps on what's possible for me. But the real, the real interesting part of this to me, and there are many facets to this, so I shouldn't have even said that. One of the many interesting parts of this to me is that we are now living in a YouTube lawyer era. Like this is almost the equivalent of like translating the Bible when like, Oh, the, the, the church didn't want you to translate it because the priest has all the power and they interpret the Bible for you and you can't read peasants. Like that's, that's legal jargon. And in the past, we've been unable to penetrate that barrier as the common man. You, you get your terms of service and you just go, I, I'm going to keep using my iPhone and you press OK. <laughs> Nowadays, Kyle, we I'm a, uh, Kyle, we're here on YouTube where we just agreed to a new terms of we service. We did. We did. You take this and you just shoot it at YouTube lawyers and they'll dissect it for you. They'll they'll translate all this legal jargon for you. And so we very, very quickly as a public are able to understand what Wizards of the Coast is up to. Now, if you sign this agreement, you are basically saying Wizards. Very close to Blizzard, so I had to stop myself there. Wizards, you own everything I do. If you were to dislike what I did, you can say, hey, stop that. And then you own all my ideas and you could print them all with your own marketing team. That kind of stuff is really, really scary. If they were just to swing in and just delete you and what you're up to. This has led a lot of companies like Cobalt Press. Cobalt Press makes really, really good books with amazing standardized art. Wizards of the Coast books have not been of that standard. Cobalt Press has. And they basically said, we're doing our own system now. We don't want to be a part of the 1.0 or 1.1 agreement here. And a lot of other game companies that have been making materials are saying, well, we're just not going to use the D&D system. It, it was a highly shareable system in the storefront. You would enter a hobby shop to go buy D&D products. And next to the products on the wall, you would see other games. D&D was your reason you were there, but the other games were being sold around it. So as Wizards begins to tighten its grip on all these companies, lots of people are worrying about shareability. Well, the story is just because of YouTube, because of people able to dissect this with the lawyers in tow, has advanced like bounds since we even thought about it back in December. And what's going on here and what has really been discovered is that Wizards of the Coast is making a virtual tabletop. They tried to make one for 4.0. They never put it out. 4.0 4.0 would have been actually kind of great. It was basically a tabletop MMO. It would have worked, would have worked great on a virtual tabletop, playing online, using little you know, miniatures, and the DM would set up a program and stuff for you to play. Inside. Yeah, I, re- I remember years ago talking to you about it, and you not liking 4.0 because it was too MMO-y. Exactly, but it would have worked well in that system. So 4.0 was a bit of a bummer, and it didn't work well for Wizards of the Coast. So they put out 5th edition with the same open game license, as 
and said, here, here's our big community goodwill. We did it, everybody. Enjoy fifth edition. It's not made like 4.0. It's going back to our roots. So when they announced D&D 1, and they kept being like, all-encompassing, all-encompassing. Everyone's like, what's this really weird language? And then they announced the virtual tabletop. And now they're announcing these restrictions. What's going on is Wizards of the Coast. And this is prediction, by the way, but it really lines up. Wizards of the Coast seems to be building their virtual tabletop so they can become Steam. So that they can sell you all their products inside their own virtual tabletop. And by doing so, they will delete all their materials everywhere else on the web. And this is backed up by the idea that they bought D&D Beyond. So they're centralizing and they want everybody to stop making money off their product. And they even say in this, you know, there's now leaked versions of the agreement that are coming around. They basically say it was never intended for you to make money off us. You were never supposed to use our open game license to go become rich yourselves. We want that money back. You didn't enforce this for so long. No one's taking you seriously. Well, the creators are taking it very seriously, naturally, because now there's a cap on what they can earn. And if you take this, it's revenue, right? It's not profits. It's revenue. If you take that 20% yeah, of the that, rack, is, that's, that is particularly uh, uh, gross. That's all their money. Like that you prop like a normal Kickstarter. That 20% is what you fed your family with, right? Like mm -hmm. that wasn't just like profit and big house and fancy room. Like it just, no, like that, that was, that was your survival because you were in printing and all these other issues. So there's a long running problem with Wizards of the Coast where they simply don't make a lot of money. You know, I guess it will feel bad for them. I don't know. But they make books for players. And in the past, people would gather on a single table and share the player book they make books for dms and lo and behold there's one dm per five players so anytime you printed a D D uh, D, D dm book didn't sell, sell very well every time you printed a player book it sold okay anytime you printed an adventure it really sold really bad in particular like i've got books here from third edition like the dragonomicon or any of my undead books that are just source books like my D&D Dragon book goes on and on about like the diet habits and the nesting habits and the physicality of dragons. Like there's nothing stat based in there. They don't need to put out another dragon book. It's all right there. I just changed the stats and use modern stats if that's what I'm really going for. So they've been having huge content problems for a while. And their answer to all this is delete everybody who's not us and we will control everything. In this microtransaction madness so that is going to be their virtual tabletop finally breaks through cultural obscurity to become the the kleenex brand of tabletop role-playing systems everyone loves it buying dnd shirts it's on stranger things critical role is the biggest thing in the world and and this is their response yes yeah uh i guess enjoy returning to obscurity dnd yeah, it, and their kind of line here is like, a lot has changed since the old OGL was launched. And this means old licensing has some unintended applications we didn't we need to fix. For example, when we released OGL 1.10, YouTube, apps, blockchain, crowdfunding, and other now everyday technologies and distribution channels didn't really exist in the way they do today. 
The OGL wasn't intended to fund major competitors, and it wasn't intended to allow people to make D&D apps, videos, or any other printed or printable materials for use while gaming. We're updating the OGL in part to make that very clear. That, that's their language. Like, they, they're straight up rolling in and saying, we, we didn't intend for you to make this success. I find this particularly villainous it's it's just it's tone deaf it is it is it is inherently greedy and it is somewhat tone deaf and it's also just antithetical to the way like most of everything that's happening in terms of creators influencers youtubers whatever freaking buzzword you want to use uh that i hate being described as uh like all of it all of it is antithetical nintendo tried this and they had to walk it back because their stuff was too stringent with how people could you know display nintendo stuff online they're all they're still among the worst offenders in my mind. Um, but like I, we're, I don't, I don't understand the, the, to use as strong. I don't understand the hubris in thinking you're going to be the one that magically makes this type of bowl work, that people are going to accept it and you're not going to, you know, have a crack back as a, as a result of this. So and if you want to get into that, you had 20 days to sign this agreement when it was sent to you on December 23rd. If it was even sent to you on December 23rd, if it wasn't, you know, piped to you later as this continued to roll out. So, so, so is any, like, like, I don't watch Critical Role. What's, has, have, they, have they made a big public, like, we're not sounding this shit, like, statement or anything like that? I don't believe so. Um, I, they, I don't know that they've made a statement themselves. Their cartoon is owned by Amazon, and it is very much in the, like, open sphere not really labeled D D kind of thing and if you know you also enjoy amazon have, yeah have fun trying yeah. to win a legal battle against amazon wizards um, more we're seeing faster responses from things like cobalt press that makes amazing supplementary materials saying we're gonna go make our own system now this is ridiculous like we, we can't work under these constraints and with only 20 days to sign if, again thanks to youtube lawyers we were able to dissect this very very quickly but if we didn't have that goal then we still would have been in the dark, unable to analyze a lot of these things. But the real, the real tone death thing that strikes me is when we were being raised, you know, my parents and a lot of adults around me were like, well, just start doing the job you want and you'll become that job. Dress for success kind of thing. And if you put in the hard work, if you made Warcraft three maps that were really, really good in the custom editor and you really busted your buns, you would get hired by Blizzard and go down the career path. And it, I mean, sort of right, you know, hit the pavement, shake the hands, press the flesh. That was very much our parents. Oh, kind God, of never say press the flesh again. Holy shit. I've never heard that. What a horrible free. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's like that. That's kind of how yeah. it got. Like if you want to chop wood, start chopping wood, then show up at the wood chopping store and show how good you are at chopping wood. And we thought for a long time, like that's what would happen. Like a lot of content creators back in 2010, even were in this kind of mindset of if I just write amazing D&D content, I can get a job at Wizards of the Coast. But those jobs we're locked in. Sometimes it's the old club, like people just not leaving their seats. A lot of it is just like, we can work for less with less employees. Let's do it at the company side of things. So we made our own jobs on YouTube. We created our own content. And now for Wizards to say, well, we, whoa, 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 we, were, we didn't intend for that to happen. It's just like, well, wake up and look at the world we're living in here. Like you're not, yeah. you're not making community managers anymore. You're not communicating. The, the world needs podcasts for your game because 
you're not communicating properly. So we we took that on ourselves and we became what you lacked. Like my, my closing thoughts on this is that uh, emotionally, this is absurd. I think it's straight up embarrassing, like levels of, of complete unawareness of, of the world and how it works. Uh, my more level-headed response to all of this is, listen, they are absolutely free to do this. They can do whatever they want. It's yeah. their product. They can do this. Go for it. They also will reap the benefits of not having anyone create content about their products anymore. Uh, and also, Wizards, for the first time in its history, has legitimate contenders to the Magic the Gathering throne. Uh, they, they've endured over a decade now of Hearthstone, eating a lot of its lunch and pushing it to finally have a good online version of Magic the Gathering, which never previously existed. Uh, but now they also have to contend with Snap. And whatever the next thing is that comes out of Ben Broden, his crew, when they move on from Snap. So, um, th- to me, I, this isn't the way to do it, but you can do it. But there's also going to be consequences. And I don't think Wizards is going to like the consequences. No, I mean, they're doing everything right in that regard. Like the the announcement that we'll be addressing your concerns was made by the D&D Beyond Twitter rather than official Wizards Twitter. You know, everything's happy-go-lucky over on official Wizards Twitter. They're trying to, you know, push the movie and all their other products. But they, they want to talk to their players. They don't want to talk to content creators. Yeah. If they wanted to talk to content creators, they would have tweeted officially on the Wizards, hey, we hear you, we want to be, we want to communicate with you. Instead, it's on the online players tools website. And the majority of like player consumers, this isn't going to affect you. Like you may even see improved content if they start, you know, gathering up all the content to them and then republishing it under their banner. The real danger here for tabletop in general is that D&D is a gateway drug, as awful of a statement that is. But it, it got you in the door of the store that made you go. Well, what's Warhammer? Maybe that's not really the best example because they're their own juggernaut with their own problems. But But Magic was my gateway drug (laughs) that started getting me going to the comic store at a regular interval. What's Dungeon World? What's this other system? And that's what's really at stake here is the shareability of other tabletops. Because when people go to Roll20, they see ads for other games to play. I know in my own spheres, like D&D is what I played because what's just in my head, I grew up with it. But also when my hipster friends show up, they want to say they played D&D. People want to say they played D&D because they like Stranger Things. So they're more inclined to try it. Yeah. Yeah, like I have way more experience with Edge of the Empire than I do D&D. I didn't grow up with it. So, but it, it, that led me into D&D because I was like, ooh, well, what's the, what's the one I've always heard about like? So, and I played with you, which means it was good. You're a good DM. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm fascinated by this. You know, I know my my emotion because I have been a D&D content creator in the past. And this does really bum me out is, is leaking through. But also, I'm just really happy for this era of sharing information we find ourselves in. Like, there's no way there's no way I could afford Legal Eagle like personally. I know you're but, trying to keep it. I don't know. I feel I, I get a sense that you're trying to not have an emotional reaction to this, to this and I'm like just go let it let it fly I think everyone's aware that you have skin in this game so I don't think you're gonna piss anyone off and if you do who cares like this is a product that inherently invites personal ownership true and it's a company now that's trying to strip away as much personal ownership as humanly possible well and D&D content was a huge part of my 2020 
like we were all on online. It was COVID time. People were playing a lot of Dungeons and Dragons. And that was a huge piece of my pie during the time. It's very tiny, very, very, very tiny if you saw the amount. But it was extremely important to me, that money I made off of Dungeons & Dragons content creation. Yeah. Well, <laughs> helping our incredible community. What a, uh, what a, just crazy. Like I said, but more so, I'm, I'm just so happy we can dissect these things properly listen millennials want to keep making time for your games but we need to monetize our hobbies because we can't afford a house on uh one job like our like our parents did so. that's what yeah th those are the memes right the shoe salesman house yeah no i've seen them i've seen them <laughs> although i don't i don't know what's going on on uh the the house uh, channel on 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 cable tv i don't know how anyone on that those shows are affording houses they seem like they oh they don't have real dude, jobs <laughs> for the past two weeks every time i start up a youtube video i see an ad for did you know realtor.com now has rentals i'm like <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> do you because that sounds like you're not selling houses that sounds like the housing market isn't healthy and then it, it's followed by something for a not airbnb you're like oh my god just mm. Let the houses roam free. Yes. Yes. Well, anyways, if you'd like to help fund our hobbies, you can go to supportourbromance.com. That'll take you directly to our Patreon. It doesn't go anywhere shady. It's, it just goes to our Patreon. It, you can go there directly if you want. It's, it's patreon.com slash Garrett and Kyle. But, but supportourbromance.com is a cute URL that we paid for, and we forwarded it to our Patreon. So don't, don't, yeah, don't, don't undersell that. It's an amazing <laughs> URL. <laughs> Support yes. our bromance. Go there, check it out. If you want to support what Kyle and I are doing, it's a, it's, it's it's for us. We literally whatever comes in there, we just split it in half, split it between us, and it supports everything we're doing. This podcast, our streams, their videos. Uh, if you meet us at a bar and we say something funny and you found it amusing, you can you can you can support it at supportourbromance.com. Uh, it'll get you some perks like a version of the show that doesn't have ads like this in it. You won't you won't hear this. It'll be cut out. You won't even hear it enjoy it enjoy it get access to our members only chat in our discord you know and uh we're gonna be uh sticking around after the show today uh going private and recording our long-awaited chainsaw man spoiler podcast which will go up sometime in the next week for you all and uh, we're planning some more bonus shows so Go check it out. Supportourbromance.com. We thank you for your support, everybody. Seriously, thank you so much. All right, well, let's get into... Uh, well, Kyle, I want to know, what's your final fantasy this week? What must your fantasy we got a new patch in our MMO of choice. Uh, final Fantasy fourteen this week. Patch 6.3 is here, and we can't talk about any of the relevant portions of it because we still have not caught up <laughs> in our MSQ playthrough. But we are here to talk about what we find noteworthy in the spoiler-free or, or spoiler light, spoiler light. Yeah. patch notes because some people are too sensitive and you need to be really specific no, in the Final no, Fantasy it, community. It's it, No, well, the spoiler light is mainly here because if you read through this and you're in Heaven's Ward, there are unavoidable kind of titles like the names of dungeons that are going to come up. So it would be so heavily restricted for I've, anyone looking. I've yet to see a dungeon name that's like Yoshi P dies in this one. So uh, I don't consider dungeon names spoilers. Truth, they do. Kyle, do oh my god, job. did you know? Did you know that there's a, a quest in Heaven's Ward called Heaven's Ward? You don't say. You don't say. Yeah, I say. <laughs> Look, mods, my doc. Hey, shout out to Just Blue Jay in the chat for putting these together. 
hey man you know i i, I was searching for just a god of war screenshot for today's thumbnail and you know you, you type in god of war ragnarok screenshot you get a lot of you got a lot of stuff you get a lot of spoilers there it's like so. whoa hey whoa, now, whoa, gee, whoa down, so i get it i get it we're it's not it's not about us it's about you're talking to many, many different people with a very wide understanding or uh, some shit of what a spoiler is. Saw a character with really pretty hair before I even started playing Ragnarok, and I was like, come on. And then I just mm-hmm. met that character with the nice hair last night. Oh, I mean, Final Fantasy people, they're thirsty as hell this week. They're just posting they're posting all kinds of things all over my Twitter. Like, it's it's unavoidable. Yeah, I don't mind seeing characters out of context because I'm just like, I, I don't know who they are, their name, like, it doesn't matter. I, I literally saw... A, I saw a Stinian without a Stinian's helmet on and I didn't know it was a Stinian. Sure. Yeah. Like yeah. I was like, cool. That's a pretty elf dude. No, th- that'll happen. We showcased in our video this week. We had uh, the Endwalker trailer playing in the background of one of our videos. We had no idea what the hell was going no on. There. No context. I, I even saw it again while I was pulling that clip and I was still like, I don't know. There's a boat. Yeah. Well, it's, it's just uh, at that time, you know, it's, it's the blizzard sphere. It's very easy to assume that a trailer is uh marketing you don't need to worry about it yeah yeah we're being told in chat right now that the new 24 man is oops all waifus oh okay is that what's going on there mm-hmm. okay uh, congratulations everybody okay i listen uh congratulations to all to uh to big body pillow big body pillow is really excited big body yeah before uh square enix really tightens their their grip on the body pillow market. We here at Square Enix never intended for our OGL to uh, lead to so many body pillows being sold with reckless abandon. So that's why OGL 1.1 is really uh, tightening the reins on our you know body pillow market. Let's just let's just like skip the whole I can right click and save an NFT conversation. Just go straight to body pillow. Anytime anyone brings up blockchain, I'm just like, well, I could own it as a body pillow. That'd be preferable to me. <laughs> Okay. All right, Kyle. Well played. Well done. (laughs) 6.3, though, did put out a lot of uh, stuff for everybody, not just some story, not just some spoilers. Yeah, there's plenty of stuff that affects you regardless of what point in Final Fantasy XIV you are. So uh, what are you excited about from the 6.3 patch? I like that the adventure portraits, your little customizable uh, avatar picture, is now showing at the start of Dungeons. That was really cool to see. I I haven't... We've, we've played since then, but we haven't been doing dungeons, uh, so we haven't seen this yet. So I haven't seen it in game, but I'm assuming uh, like I'm concerned about that one. I'm rather concerned about this because I don't want to be horribly distracted by booty cheeks. Uh, well, every time it's I like get your opening dungeon. moment, like the, the kitty gate goes down yeah. and you can go to the dungeon and it's up probably for the length it would take you to walk to the first mob. Mm, so I'm, I'm just I'm just going to be like, whoa, and then time to pull. Now, I'm, all I'm honestly, saying is I'm going to forget to turn grit on a lot more is what yes, I'm assuming. Well, Hopefully they're helping out a little bit with that because the grit now has like a turn off and turn on kind of toggle. So you might grow comfortable with it being blue in the case of a paladin. So like now when it is on, I have to turn it off using a button, but it's turned blue instead. So while it's blue, I know I'm good to go. If that makes sense. Mm, Okay. So that's a nice little quality of life change. I mean, the big one for us is new wards are being added. So hopefully we can get that big house because apparently we're like the busiest free company on coral like we're, we're top, oh shit are we're we top dog oh yeah. damn yeah I mean, we're still rocking a small i know i know a humble a humble small i love her but, i love it i will miss it when we finally win a medium 
It'd be, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it'd be fun to have the large, of course. There's all sorts of issues, like it's hard to fill it out. You have to restrict the space in order to really fill it up with stuff. But Oh, no, I mean, fun. if we can snag a, we can snag a yeah. large, let's snag a large. But have a large. We did have a lot of bids on a medium last time when we still didn't get it, so I'm a little... No, a little, well, that got up to like 150, almost 200. I'm a little wounded right now. Oh, shit, okay, I didn't realize it got that high, but... Yeah. It's rough out there, man. It's rough out there. Hard to get a house. It's, it's, it's arguably harder than getting a real house. <laughs> There was a new sit emote added. And if you're not, if you're not in the know with Final Fantasy and you've made it this far, well, hey, thanks for sticking around. But also, uh, emotes are extremely important to the game's kind of atmosphere. Is it, it a new to, emote or it's a new change pose? Well, it's a new change pose, right? So you can sit in a different position. Yeah. So there's a command in the game called C pose if you're a, a Final Fantasy 14 noob. And like, so if you're like just idle standing, you can type in slash C pose and you'll ha you have another option for like your idle stand. And you also have an option for sitting. And so this is one specifically for sitting in chairs, I believe. Yes. Yes. So for me as an Ellison, I kind of do like a, oops, excuse me. I do like a wide, <laughs> I do like a crossed arm, like wide sit, like really super confident. And it's, it's really chill. And emotes are a huge reason why. Final Fantasy people. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a boring here player, which again, if if you're uh, not not familiar with it, it's basically just basic ass humans in Final Fantasy 14, and uh, the male cures they just straight up man spread. Like you're the rudest person on the subway. When oh, you this is my uh, yeah, I got a man spread now. This is my unlock. I got this week. Uh, I, can now I haven't looked spread. at the new here one. I'm I, I'm I'm assuming it's an upgrade because I really hate the way I sit in chairs. <laughs> But uh, good to know. Good. To, I love C pose. It was something I was very ex stupidly excited about very early on in my uh, in my Final Fantasy fourteen. It's play. huge. It, it's the when you're hanging out in a city, you want to blend in with the environment. You want to role play a little bit, and that sort of stuff really, really matters. It's you don't realize that coming from other MMOs. Uh, this week, also, you know, these are of course my patch notes, the ones I'm paying attention to. Huge update supposedly <laughs> to Paladin at my current level. It just feels good. Uh, they have taken a increased physical damage buff and made it all damage. So your rotation has changed quite a bit there, but you're just overall better. You're used to block attacks. Now it reduces damage by 15% instead, so it's more universally useful. And your Divine Veil, which used to have like a bunch of caveats on how you would like give shields and buffs, now just straight up, boom, shields for everybody in the party. So to me, at my current level, unoptimized, Paladin got a huge quality of life change. That just makes it way more usable. Mm. I uh, can turn grit on and off one second faster now. Mm -hmm. Well, you might need to do that in certain situations. And, and that's it. Nothing else I play got any changes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll speed through this one for you. A new Crystalline Conflict Arena, which looks really cool. And for content creation, anyway, a bunch of a Realm Reborn dungeons got explore mode. So you can go, you know, shoot footage or wander around. We're going to want to do that when 7.0 drops and we get the lighting update, because I'm going to want to go and look at these old, like the oldest, crustiest dungeons and see how much better they look. Yeah, well, that's ray tracing, right? I don't think they're doing ray tracing exactly, are they? Are they doing ray, ray tracing? I don't think they said they were doing ray tracing at all. It was just they were adding support for multiple light sources. Yeah, well, even so, like any of that ray tracing stuff is just phenomenal, like uh, Minecraft or any of those uh, Unreal demonstrations. Oh, I guess Dancer got an update. I don't know it well enough to understand that change. <laughs> Sorry. 
my my ignorance is is stopping me from enjoying the dancer update. Was there anything in here that you did enjoy? Uh, I'm I haven't gone and done it yet, but I was excited to hear that somewhere in uh, La Nos- Upper La Nausea we can now swim and dive. Nice, because L- Limsa is where I call home. I joined the Maelstrom, which uh, like I, I I just love that whole area. It, it's what made me start liking Final Fantasies because I I decided to not start in the damn shroud, which. The first two times I tried to play 14 and I didn't like it, I started in the Shroud and I just kind of don't like that zone. Um, but I love Limsa and, and all of La Nausea. And so I think it's cool that they're like retroactively letting you have a place to swim and dive somewhere in La Nausea because the whole thing is like nautical themed. It's all, if you, again, if you're unfamiliar, it's like all like, this is like where the pirates live in this world. And I, I'm very fond of it and I'm glad that they're doing this because diving is actually kind of cool in 14. They do a decent job with it, which reminds me, I need to get back to my turtle dailies because I really want that ray mount. Oh, that is a nice mount. Yeah, yeah. It's, the, it's the first time I've ever wanted to do any dailies in game because I really like that mount. I need to get back to that. I keep forgetting about it. Uh, Shadowbringers has gotten pretty meaty, so I've forgotten about my side desires in Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> I also need to go back and finish up my Monster Hunter dragon because that mount is still my favorite in game. It's a really handsome dragon. Such for a sure. dragon. Oh, my God. It looks great. It's so good. It's so good. Um, and uh, they also added the little caveat of, like, hey, uh, diving is not available in the start edition or free trial, which I did not know, which makes sense now, though, that I take more than two seconds to think about it. Because when you unlock diving, I guess? You unlock it in a ladder expansion. That's yeah, not yeah, part so- of the free trial. Yeah. <laughs> uh, free trial plebs out there unable to dive. Hey, come swimming with us. Oh, can't dive. Better upgrade. Better upgrade. And you're just like, oh, but there's one. There's there's uh, beautiful cat girls or boys. Your preference in bikinis swimming. And I want to swim with them. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all just part of the sales pitch. <laughs> Listen, it. Uh, the I the just, regulars. I just about launched into an earnest like compliment of the, of the free trial which is so memed at this point but legitimately if, if you're listening to this you're on the edge it does have a really freaking good free trial the the first expansion that's included as a part of it is one of my favorite mmo stories ever told i was just gonna go into how horny things are in there right now the regulars are always in their bikinis <laughs> or I, I should say the returning players right because the regulars are like dressed up you know proper adventurers like they, they just love playing the game they're probably like leveling side jobs i too. love the way the armor looks in this game i'm always like armored up to the teeth man but i but you know I, I got my one of these i got my bathing suit glam ready it's yeah. just a snap away anytime any of these big patches come out though whole cities just everybody in bikinis you know because you know they're on their main they're on their hottest character doing the story content and for some reason they they, they want to be in bikinis for the cutscenes. Yeah. Some reason. It's like some questing reason. with Kyle Ronick McDonald Ferguson. <laughs> I am themed, sir. <laughs> I am themed. But no, it seems like a good patch and uh a weird little part of my brain is excited to be current. So we can just of course dive into whole patches. But of course. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, uh, play Final Fantasy 14. That's all I got to say about that. But I want to know what else you're playing, Kyle. So let's move on. Uh, let's talk about Ragnarok. Please talk about Ragnarok. We've just been trying to not talk about Ragnarok this whole game. You, you finally started playing Ragnarok. Okay. Yes. Uh, so, well, first I'm going to say I played a butt ton of Mario Kart 8. <laughs> that was my it's good. It's a good I game. So much Mario Kart 8. 
uh, I can say there's an old man part of me that went, well, this is just like I'm in a tube of graphics. This is no different than Mario 64. Why would I even play this? <laughs> keep making crap up. Like I designed my thing to look like a monster truck and now I have to drive up walls with my hovercraft turned on. Like, let's stop, stop doing hovercraft stuff. Just do a normal map. Oh, it's cool. That's so cool. It, it's you beautiful. Grump, no, you it's, freaking grump. It is. It is very pretty. It's cool that they're doing like DLCs for it, trying to keep it the Mario Kart. And I really enjoyed exploring that game. Lots of unlockables. Which, by the way, you're not even, you're not even, listen, I've got a lot of nostalgia for 64, but you're not even right in your, in your grumbly nostalgia fueled desires for old Mario Kart because the best Mario Kart is actually Double Dash. I didn't play much Double Dash. Double Dash is my favorite Mario Kart. That thing, that game freaking slaps and I want them to go back to the two driver mechanic. I freaking love it. So God of War Ragnarok, I have played the first probably hour and a half uh, with menus and screwing around involved. So basically to the point where it first opens the door. So that's your spoiler alert. If uh, if you want to get out now, do it or just advance and we'll see you at the Q&A. If you've barely touched this game, you're probably going to be okay with today's discussion. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So God of War Ragnarok met my first set of characters. I love. I love the subtlety they're doing. Uh, I, I think I'm not quite sold on mocap in my fantasy. I think it's beautiful in uh, Uncharted and Last of Us. But that was that was just straight silly when he hands off the arrows. This was like, hey guys, check this out. Ooh, look at him hold those arrows. Oh, actual objects being exchanged between characters. Mm, you know you love it. And the camera just like lingers lovingly on this hand pass of arrows. Because they can and it works for the scene, you weirdo. <laughs> it, it was a little laborious the first moment. But however, had you like skipping past that, like I, I love the subtlety. There's this great moment where Kratos is like hard. He's like, damn, like Atreus doesn't need me. But then he is like, hmm. You know what? I'm going to turn the sadness into happiness. I'm proud. Both of them sporting some secrets, not really overly frustrating secrets or like, you know, in relationships, it's like trouble in paradise, you know, and I'm sure that's on the way as they kind of figure out each other's secrets. But I mean, the whole last game where they were at each other's throats. So, yeah. And and this one, like they, they both got their own business going on, but it hasn't degraded their relationship. What you achieved in the previous game you are going to get to continue enjoying. And they're much, much closer as father and son. And I I really appreciate that preservation. It, it is a, a very direct sequel. Like it, it feels to me entirely like more 2018. Which is not inherently a bad thing because I really like that game. I like how it plays and I like this world. Um, and 2018 does not have a satisfying ending. It's a solid ending, but it's like it, clearly the story's not over. It so. was, an, yeah, there was an expansion, right? It, yeah. it, definitely wait for two, please, and explore open world. And you're like, well, I kind of don't want to because you, I just want more <laughs> of the main story. <laughs> you put so many things on the map in that crazy map room. I want to go those places, not just Fireland and Bug Elf World. <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> like get me the good stuff. And you know, you had to wait a little bit for that, but a really, really solid. Well, you might, you, you're gonna, you might get impatient for, in the early parts of this game. <laughs> I have, I have no doubt on that. Uh, of course, because I, I want answers. I want to evolve the 
the plot, but I'm, I'm really happy with where it's going right now. I think the Atreus exploration of his powers is really cool. They continue to layer in the boom, boom, boom. Anytime Kratos like even passes the Blades of Chaos, and I'm just like, hell yeah, keep that up. That's my nostalgia right there. I need that. And I think Thor and Odin are handled awesomely. It's very... Uh, okay, I'm glad to hear that. I thought you might be annoyed by Odin. No, I because I, I, I love breaking, and I, and yeah. anytime I really like something, I just assume you're gonna hate it. No, we're breaking expectations, you know, like uh, Thor, Thor's big guy, and I, of course, I saw like gamers can't stop complaining about big Thor, and I'm just like, like he's he's quintessentially Norse, like this is this is the thick man you wouldn't tackle. He's bigger than Kratos, like. He's How done do everything. So he's he's accomplished everything he's ever going to accomplish. Now he's just going to sit pretty and enjoy life. Well, and but he's How, still but he's still a threat. Have you seen like strongman competitions too? Like proportionally, the weight helps out. Like you, if you pick up a three hundred pound rock and you're. I don't actually know how heavy the rocks are, so maybe I shouldn't get into that. But all the same, like, you know, like proportionally, he's just a big guy. It's going to be hard to take him down. And Kratos looks tiny next to him. I thought it was a great move. And then coming in with like thin crime lord Odin was a really good call. Yeah, dude. Yeah, he's a mob boss. Like, he's absolutely like you could like drop him into like the Sopranos and it would work. Yeah. Uh, And the whole calm, calm. Are you a calm man? Like that just freaking where is he played by the the dog he kind of has a dogish face the dog from game of thrones the hound oh the hound he always yeah, called he, the dog i don't know let me look up ragnarok he's very face. houndish in his like the way he kind of talks sideways because i know in the first beard. game um balder was a character actor i really love and uh he was a, a main character in justified which is like one of my favorite shows of all time and he was he was very much kind of channeling that kind of like low key, uh, not low not key, trying yeah. to do nice. wordplay well there, uh, you know, criminal. Oh, it's Richard. It's Richard Skiff. Schiff. Skiff. You're, you're going to look him up. and going to be like, oh, dude from Lost World, because I know you, the type of person you are. Um, also of West Wing fame. The West Wing. Yeah, I watched a lot of West oh, Wing. Oh, shit. Up. Now I can't unsee it. Yeah, it even kind of looks like him in game. Not one-to-one. They definitely, they kind of, you know, change his face up a bit. But holy crap. Interesting. Wow, wow, wow. No wonder. That's cool. No wonder it's so good. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, of course, retreading. Like, they've done a great job of, like, maintaining your powers. There's a great moment when you're doing that initial fight with Thor where he's like, what's that? Forgot your moves? And I'm like, yes, I have, sir. I can't block for shit right now. And that becomes, was a great nod. It becomes a little meta to you playing the game yeah. in that moment. Yeah, and the, 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 it's so freaking cute. But when they down you and then he's like, get your ass back up and gives you a cardiac, you know, like shocks you with Mjolnir. Like that is hot. That is some really cute gameplay while they bring up the you died screen and then whoops you right out of there. Mm-hmm. Really, really. It's of course, like tight, man, it's a tight I package. I want to see the real God of It's a little retread of Balder, Balger, whatever his name was. And it's just, it's how you restart things. People may not have played the first one. People may have forgotten after five years. Like it sets the stage well, though, and and establishes Thor as a very different type of threat from Balder. Yeah, which I like. He's a very yeah. different person. Um, and yeah, yeah. 
I don't think it spoils anything for you to say you see Thor again in the future. So I had I had I'm some sure I had a yeah. Thor experience last night that I loved. Like absolutely, I was so smitten with it. Like you, you get to explore him a little deeper and get to see a different side of Thor, and uh, he's a phenomenal character, like an absolutely <laughs> phenomenal character. Battle of the Dads, man, it's cool. Like I and then I basically went back and and threw the coin, and that's where I ended for the night. Threw but, the coin. Where'd you throw? Uh, Odin like left you a gold coin to pay for the roof, and you're kind of like, you know, oh, so you, you, oh, you're not far at all then. Okay, you're no. just to the end of the meeting with Odin. Okay, no, yeah, yeah. So, okay. well, you know, I had to, I had to do all my menus. I had to give, reduce my motion sickness. I had to fight Freya on the roller coaster. You know, it's, it's a sled. <laughs> I, you know. It didn't really have to control it. Nothing was going to go wrong. <laughs> I like that bit, though. I really like Freya. Freya was pr- probably my favorite character coming out of 2018. So I was happy to see her return, and I'm glad they didn't just glaze over her being pissed. Yeah, and, well, and I think it's more interesting, of course, that, you know, you are just schooling your way through cultists, Vikings, whatever it's kind of the attackers or the hunters or something they call them. Um, you know, your fodder. Yeah, the opening part yeah, there, all the humans. I, I forget what they're called off the top of my, off the top of my head. But um, and you can so easily kill all them, like you are just splitting them in half. They're like straight up White Walkers, kind of, by the way, too, because it's snow, so they just look like White Walkers this time around. And, and, and they're you know they're just fodder, like they are getting destroyed. And the fact that you don't destroy Freya because you're you don't want to hurt her is, is a cute have, way to kind of have you got the, uh, that conflict. Have you expected the ability where if you hold down the heavy attack with the axe, you not only hit them. So it's a little bit of a charge up, but you hit them with it, but the axe actually embeds in them and you spin around and then you chuck them at the end of it in one big motion. No. Oh, I, I haven't love got any it. buttons. I absolutely I love those buttons. One of my issues with Ragnarok is I think it has too many systems to the point where I just don't interface with them and I kind of play through the entire game without learning anything new. I'm hearing um, that a lot. That one, however, is absolutely worth getting. And because it's just a long b- button press, like it works its way into my rotation nice and easily. Can I still do, uh, and probably not the right question for a podcast here, but can I still do immersive HUD? Because I can't find that option anymore. I never turned it on. So I don't, I loved it. Like I'd never used all my Atreus arrows. I'm sure I probably had my God of war charged like half the game and didn't use it. But Getting rid of the enemy's health bars and my own health bar was freaking great. And I want to turn all that back off again. Oh, interesting. I would imagine that's still in the game, but uh, I don't know. Couldn't find it. Couldn't if find you went me, looking for it, I'm surprised you didn't try to Google it. Yeah. Ch- chat well, saying was, you can. Okay. Uh, I'm going to turn that back on. I love okay. that feature. That was great. I, I guess I wouldn't really need it. Because I, I use the Treyas arrows all the time, but I just spam the living crap out of it. Because if I'm using yeah, it, I'm, you can, I'm, exactly like nothing goes bad. He's never like, I'm out of arrows, Dad. I'm stunned. You know, like nothing bad happens. It's not like in Elden Ring where you're like, I can't drink, and you just kind of like shake your bottle for an extended period yeah, of time. And yeah, get home. yeah, which is hilarious because in every other aspect, this game won't shut the hell up to the point of annoying me. But uh, at least Atreus isn't constantly like, I'm out of arrows. I'm out of arrows. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're a bit more immersive in this part. Yeah, um, yeah. You know how you got annoyed in that one dungeon in when we were playing Dragonflight because the thing wouldn't shut up. Oh if, my If God. this game spoils one more puzzle for me, I'm going to huck my <laughs> PS5 at a wall. Yeah. Wait. Were you talking about God of War Ragnarok? Was it is it a little heavy on the puzzle solves? It, the second you look at something you can interact with, it's like I think we can move that to the left. And I'm just uh, like, shut up. <laughs> like God. It, it really made no sense in Jedi uh, Fallen Order because they were going for the Metroidvania thing. Mm. And so, it, like, 
God of War doesn't bother me too much because they kind of did like a man Trace is being a smart aleck thing. Like, kid, you know, this is my first rodeo. But the the like little pop ups that would happen in Jedi just drove me bonkers. I'm like, this is the point of the game. You're supposed to be full of secrets and secret pathways. It's for a wider audience. Yeah. Yeah. It's not for a Metroid audience. It's I guess so. It's 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 it has from soft. Pieces it has pieces of FromSoft games, it has pieces of Metroid games, but both of those games are for a more long form, happy to get lost in an audience. Whereas this is a, a a tentpole product from EA for massive Star Wars market. True, and in the, and with that in mind, to me, I, I, that's why I still I still like it. I still give it respect because I think it's still deeper than I ever thought it would be. So you know. I wanted to eat Egypt so bad. And it's still hard if you turn off the difficulty. That game's hard as shit if you turn up the difficulty. Oh, yeah. Those hits are brutal. Absolutely. Yeah. I got got a lot of respect for for Fallen Order. I think that was... I want this to have... I want God of War Ragnarok to have all the success in the universe so we can get Egypt. I just... I Uh, wanted it for so many years. Dude, it did. You win. You win. It's good. It's fine. Christopher Judge gave the longest speech in the history of award ceremonies when he won his game award. Night. What are you waiting for? I thought Elden Ring kind for, of took for his game portrayal of, the year. of Kratos. Uh, oh, sure, sure. The exact category, but um, which which good for him, man. <laughs> but also, was, was, I was like, oh, okay. I didn't I didn't know anyone was keeping track of this across all all speeches ever given. No, it was it was great. When it's, do we get God of War where he just like hangs out with Jesus? Like, is are we are we gonna end up there? Oh, you mean goes, yeah, I I think that might be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> difficult to do <laughs> have you been to middle america you know it's still yeah you know, everyone's so, so easily offended it's fine just go yeah. for it. <laughs> just go for it just go for it i can't believe he killed norse gods uh i for one would like kratos to stop killing I, like, I, I for one already have tattoos that i probably should have thought about more than far five minutes i'm i'm immensely looking forward to going deeper in it um i'm I'm really uh, looking forward to seeing what this awful part that everyone talks about is and uh, continuing Kratos. Kratos, you can go back, listen to my old diatribe about how God of War is an amazing franchise overall. But Kratos matters so much to me. Like he has he has really reached like Luke Skywalker status, particularly with all the dad stuff they're doing. They're making me give a shit about the original games and it's it's impressive because I liked them well enough, but it was I was never like a, I never considered myself a fan, I guess, like because like, like, I wouldn't buy a shirt. I wouldn't put a poster on my wall kind of a thing. And I was that way with so many games from my from my youth. Ugh, hate saying that. But uh, God of War was just like, yeah, it's fine. I had a good time. Moved on. They were properly brutal games. Uh, I would put them in the category of like Dark Souls. They were how I challenged myself on those higher difficulties. Mm. It, was, it was a project game uh, through and through. I never cared for that in my my single player games until I got to Halo because I was always playing something like Counter-Strike where I was just getting destroyed by real people. Um, so I never needed to really pursue it in single player. But I liked Halo so much that I wanted to beat it on Legendary. Well, for the purpose of the show, I am just playing on normal difficulty story, yeah, not story mode, but, you know, the suggested uh, out of the box. Yeah, I, I started on hard and died way too many times. So like the first mini boss and I was just like, I just want to see the story. <laughs> and so I, I, a, I put it down. It's a phenomenal block mechanic. I maybe someday I'll play through it again on a hard difficulty. You know, I want to make sure I make progress and don't just uh, 
uh, well, one lose lose track of how to yeah. play. Too, I'm also returning to Elden Ring right now, so I don't really need God of War to be hard. Yep, we just uh, we just downed Godric in there. Uh, we being Kristen took out the Godric. How, how many uh, how many times? How many? I'm assuming more than one attempt. So you're aware of the fact that you get really sick of him screaming after a while. Oh, you know, ah, we probably saw the scream five times. Yeah, man, that scream will haunt my dreams. Uh, yeah, until the end of days. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty brutal. It's kind of silly for them to put a cutscene in a boss battle like that, but it's still form early. Form changes game. happen. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a form change. Yeah, you're still technically like in the locked down part of the game at that point. We're still using uh, Morning Star, pretty upgraded. So still sword and board round here. Okay, Haven't switched over to two hand yeah, or anything. I'm still like on that. my Uchi. Uh, I was informed of power stancing this past week. I didn't know that was a thing. What is that thing? When you're dual wielding the same type of weapon, if you hit, I think it's L1, you attack with them both. Oh, cute. Yeah, so everyone hmm. was telling me you need to go get a second katana and dual wield. And I was like... I mean, if you're dodging everything anyway, no reason not to. That's a good point. I, I have been using a shield again just because it's fun. I, it has such, I've been playing Ra- Ragnarok, so I like parries. And you can't parry with a katana. Uh, so you, I've, I've been equipping a shield for when I'm not doing boss fights because it's fun. It's just a fun way to play. Have you found yourself now? This is, of course, a very big question and uh, uh, slightly silly, but have you found yourself interested in old FromSoft games after playing Elden Ring? I like Elden Ring so much, and part of it is just like oozing respect for what is one of the greatest open worlds I've ever experienced. That I think going to a non open world game would bounce me off pretty quick. Okay. One is deeply interwoven. Like that is that is the success story of one mm. is that you will quest through a swamp and find an elevator and that elevator will take you right back to your starting camp. And that's intermediate. Like it is such a hub. Well, that happens that, a lot in Elden Ring. Well, like unlocking a shortcut. Right. But I'm talking about like like loop it, like everything loops back to one central, like one fire, one little camp. Mm. And so the entire map is just this intricate interwoven tapestry, if you want to use a fancy word, but. A one really does it better than any of them still. Interesting. Interesting. I, I would, if you're, if you're into the Katana and of course, like, you know, want to do some pairing, like Sekiro is a really good game. Can you parry really in Sekiro? Good. Yeah. Well, Sekiro is a rhythm game. It is basically, you need to parry. You will not beat bosses unless you parry. Interesting. There's probably people who don't parry, but there's one called the giraffe centipede. If I remember correctly. It sounds not spoiler, like hell. Just saying the name, it sounds like hell. It won't be correct, whatever your mental image is, but you cannot advance unless you learn how to parry. Okay. And it's not it's not parrying like um like so Dark why, Souls parry. So is. Why, why can't I why can't I parry with a, a katana? Probably because it'd be too powerful, or they couldn't work it into the other weapons. Because mm. then people would just play katana, you know, for the whole thing. Mm. So you, you got to jump from it. You know, be happy that you have a. a controllable actual button press jump dude i've been really using the run jump heavy attack with my katana a lot lately it's so good against any piece of shit that's carrying a a shield it's wonderful and and i I don't know how i made it this far without doing it i'm kind of like and i've gotten so good at because you know that it's it's 
a from soft. So there's like animation, there's weight, there's inertia to everything. So you don't just immediately start running. I've, I love how good I've gotten at knowing the exact point where I've reached run speed and can jump. So it's the shortest amount of distance to get a jump into a heavy attack. Oh, it's so wonderful. It's great. You sound it. like you play a lot. Yeah, a lot like me. Like it's waiting for one open that you get your strongest single attack in and then you go back to... You know, dodging and farting off until sort of you know, it depends on the, it depends on the enemy uh i i get real annoyed with shield enemies so that's that is definitely how i fight them <laughs> is i'm just like what well, i'm gonna wait till you put your shield up and then i'm gonna run jump at you and bean you in the head with my katana but uh non-shield enemies i love just rolling behind them getting the crits uh because i've got bleed in my weapon right now i love i'm trying to get more aggressive more i'm just i'm trying to break out of my defensive turtle nature so, because, you know, the more you actually land hits, the more you're going to get those bleed stacks. And it's going to be nice. Yeah. For me, there's no substitute for sword and board when exploring, like going around corners, really walking into that dungeon, taking your time. Mm -hmm. But bosses, just whatever works like that. There, there are no rules once you get in there. I recently got to my first like side dungeon that was just full of poison enemies. And oh, my God, I hate it. Like I'm, I, it's the <laughs> immediately just was like, I want nothing to do with this area. Yeah. Elden ring seems really stingy on gear too. So I tell you to dress up silly, but yeah, I, I do. I went and Googled, I went and was like, where, what do you do about poison? And there was a thing that I've already got to, and I just didn't buy the right book to make the thing that cleanses. Poison. Okay. Yeah. So it's, and like, I don't feel cause dude, like back in the day, that's how I played like Ocarina of time. I just sat there with my guide. And I loved it. I, well, like I, I peaked, ev- picked every piece of meat off of that game. Yeah. Well, we're back. Uh, like I'm back in that time period now too. Cause for me, I couldn't play video games Monday through Thursday. I was allowed Friday evenings and the weekend. And then Sundays got cut off too. Cause I stopped doing my homework. So anyway, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, you know, I would read guides all week. So my video game time on the weekend was you know worth it. Like maximum execution. So, I, you know, if you got to guide a little bit in order to speed your way through, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it's just so big and there's so many hidden things. So, like, I to me, like, whatever, judge me if you want. But, like, I'm, I'm having a lot more fun now that I've, like, whenever I'm stuck, I just go look something up. Like, I, I'm enjoying it a lot more because I've uncovered shit I definitely would have missed. Like, and just never would have found. I've done some light guiding for Persona 5 because some of these teachers will ask just the most bizarre questions and sometimes they're really like really tied into like japanese folklore or something like that and i'm like i have no idea. and if you get it right you get a point in your intelligence so you're supposed to like answer this random trivia for a chance to increase your stats <laughs> i don't want i don't need help about like who i need to date or who i want to talk to every night but you know i do guy a little bit there mm. well we are planning to do a, eventually a co-op uh, Elden Ring stream on one of our Friday streams. Uh, I did very lightly look up modding Elden Ring and it terrified me because it said you could get banned. Um, so if anyone would like to contact me on Discord or Twitter and, and calm me and also show me how we do this without like breaking Eula, I'd really appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, it, my understanding and why I'm kind of like, is there a mod is because old co-oping was just so laborious, hard and often disconnected. Uh, the so sa- it's, it's the same thing now. If you do, there is a way to do it in game, but every time you kill a boss, it despawns the visitor. You can't right. mount up. Uh, th- so there's a mod that just essentially lets you just play the game in co-op. Um, so, yeah. Uh, like, I know it's not the way the game is meant to be played, but you can co-op it. So I want to co-op it because I think it'd be hilarious. <laughs> so, yeah. 
games are good, Kyle. There's some good games out right now. There are some good games. And dude, just push. Uh, trust me, uh, you're going to get to a point in Ragnarok where you're going to be like, this is stupid. Just push through. It gets better. Okay. It gets okay. like instantly better on the other side, man. I like I re- it really left me with a sour taste in my mouth. And I was like, I'm just going to go play Elden Ring. And I did. Um, and then I came back to Ragnarok and now I'm loving it again. So, yeah, stick it, stick it out. You uh, want to do some Q&A? Hell yeah. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. You can send your emails to feedback at startgrindinggear.com or if you're supporting us on Patreon or are a member of our YouTube membership program, you can drop us a message in the members-only chat on our Discord. Elbardo asked this week, wants to know what our favorite... This I believe was directed to me because I was talking about Pokemon Red, but you can get in on this too, Kyle, because I know you played the OGs. What's your favorite Pokemon Red glitch? Mine is the Pokedoll one at the po- at the Pokemon Tower. I don't think I'm familiar with that one. The Pokedoll one? Yeah, I'm not familiar with that one either. Huh. Because mine was like the rare candy spawn where you would like get involved with Masingo and like you, you could spawn your, I think it was your sixth item in your inventory and make it 99. Did it have to, I didn't have to do with Masingo. That was just like a random dude in one of the towns, wasn't it? It was the guy who, he like asks you, are you busy? And you say no. And there's a glitch with that. The, the one I remember was you had to like visit one town and then visit another. And then you go out to that little fire island and you swim where you see Masingo. You didn't have to catch him, but you had to like run into him or something. And that would cause your sixth item to become 99. So you could get like infinite oh, rare candies and stuff like that. Interesting. And I was about to say, aren't there two spots for Masingo? Because I always found him when you if you glitched to where the SSN used to be. There's a way you oh, could go there. to where the SSN huh. was after it left, which means you could have you could go there with swim or surf. Interesting. Which means you could swim in the water and Masingno would show up there. And there was also that weird truck to the right that you couldn't see normally. And it was a model that was only there. It wasn't anywhere else. It looked like a little K truck if you know your Japanese cars. Um, and it was a this this unique sprite for a truck that you never saw anywhere else in the game. But that Apparently was in Pokemon Red, you could skip Lavender Town with the Poke Doll with this glitch. Oh snap! I was unaware of this. I was unaware of this. Yeah. Oh, so I made a lot of rare candies. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Oh, dude, yeah, the same. Uh, Mordak in our chat is saying the old Mew under the truck rumor. Yes, that was something that went through my school. I love these old, these old like. Uh, urban legends about video games that never ended up being true. Uh, and yeah, yellow had a glitch where you could get Mew. I remember cause yellow had Mew from the get go. Whereas red and blue, it was like, you had to, w- I think it was a Nintendo power thing. You had to win a contest and you literally had to mail them your cart and they would put Mew on it. I went to a Toys R Us and that's where I got mine. I bought a game shark and just entered the code for Mew. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, mine was a Toys R Us event. That was the reason I got, Game Shark, because I was annoyed that it, like I all of the legit ways you give me while you like I, my my parents they weren't gonna take me to Toys R Us they weren't gonna mail in my cart or whatever, um so I was like screw it I'm buying a Game Shark and that's how I got my Mew. Um, hmm, interesting. Yeah, no, I was just I was obsessed with Missing No. Like we, there were so many urban legends about Missing No, so uh, that was that was mine. I was not interested. I was not an interesting kid when it came to my Pokemon glitches. I was like the most obvious one. And then a lot of I know a lot of my friends said the rare candy glitch, so that they leveled all their Pokemon up. But I had a natural ninety nine Blastoise. 
Yep. Yeah. Oh, the natty. Pu- no, I had my full crew. My full crew was uh, natty. Holy shit. Yeah, man. <laughs> Holy crap, dude. I threw down. That's insane. Nah, I never, nah, I never went that far. Uh, eventually, once I had my game shark, I was just like, screw it. And just like cheated my little butt off. There's a very, very low chance anyone will actually challenge me to my blue on my old GameCube. But, you know, get ready for my natties. Have you checked your cart in recent years? My cart? Your cartridge? Is it not good? Uh, the battery will eventually die and you will lose your save. Really? Yes. There's a mine, mine is still good, but there's a little watch battery in it. Mine's still good. Uh, I fired it up very recently. Um, however, huh. many years ago, I, I saved over my original save because I wanted to replay the game like an idiot. But uh, yeah, I've, I still got still I, good. I played it just, well, I guess now uh, COVID time travel. So probably five years ago was probably the last time I played it. Yeah, there is a, there. there is a, uh, 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 I looked it up years ago, so I don't remember the ins and outs of it, but there is a cool way. There is a way you can open it and I think plug it into a Game Boy. If you have an old Game Boy, you don't mind modifying a little bit so that you can keep the cartridge the open while it's plugged yeah. in and do a swap on the battery. And that's how you do wow. it. You just put a fresh battery in and they clearly last a very long time. So does that mean there's batteries inside like N64 cartridges and anything that carries over? Anything, I don't know about N64, but I know Super Nintendo carts had batteries in them. Like your Zelt, like your Link to the Past that had a, what, three saves? Three save slots in a Link to the Past? Huh. Never really thought about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's how they that's how they kept those things. Any game that has saves had battery backup. Gotcha. Earthbound. Holy shit. Yeah, that would have been early. That would have been early. Well, and then I guess the original Legend of Zelda for NES had saves, right? Because that was a long-ass game. Oh, oh wow. Man, People there's... are learning this on this show. Wow, that's awesome. I'm so glad I'm, I'm moving this, this information to people because I thought it was <laughs> so cool when I learned that also made me really concerned for my old game saves, but I thought it was such a cool factoid. I think I'll be okay. I think I'll, I'll survive if yeah. he's not on there anymore. Yeah, I'll, I'll live. I'll live. Uh, Suno wants to know what's on our ultimate travel bucket list. Well, if it's ultimate, I want to go to space. That'd be neat. <laughs> but that's probably not going to happen. So Japan is the very tip top of my list. Never been. I haven't done a lot of traveling outside of the States. It's been mostly to the Caribbean. I've done some, but uh, it was just like London, France and that kind of thing. I, when I was younger. There. Never been to Europe. Um, I would love to do like just a, a home base travel. Like I'm, I'm very uh, introverted in that way. I, I like having a home base that I can retreat to at the end of the day, particularly if I'm being brave in other languages, cultures lost all the time. So I would love to do a Mediterranean cruise in that way. I get oh, to see all nice. a lot, a lot of stuff shotgunned but always have that safe place to go back to we did like four days uh really close to the tennessee border in north carolina up in the mountains um if anyone's aware of the tale of the dragon road which is fun for cars we we went to go do that in katie's car but we rented a cabin on airbnb and we went all over the place in the Appalachians. We, we went up into Tennessee and we just like went and got lost one day with our gps we were just like if something looked like a park we just drove 20 miles to go get there and nice. went for a, a hike in bad shoes. And, and every day we would just come back to the cabin and I had so much fun that trip. We didn't plan anything. We had such a good time. Um, other than obviously where we were staying and that we were going to go drive this twisty road. But then, you know, that gets old after a while. 
So, and, and just everywhere we went, because you're in the mountains, if you enjoy twisty roads, it was just, oh, prime driving. It was so much fun. So, yeah, we just, we just got lost, man. That was a good time. So I totally get what you're talking about. That was a lot of fun having a place to come back to every night. Um, I, I'm, I'm in my steam right now eyeing this next question. Oh, oh, well, yeah. Wild Runner wants to know, what's one sequel to a game you want to see and what sequel do you wish were never made? Uh, I would literally like any game from Valve to attack a number three on the end is my answer to this question. Uh, I think it's Andromeda for me. Ooh, that's a good answer. Oh, that you don't yeah. want to get made that you wish wasn't made. Yeah. That I wish wasn't made. Mm. Cause it, it was just so, it was so shattering, right? You were, I was just constantly in there trying to see if I could catch the magic really relive a mass effect heyday and, I spent too much time in there trying to find that. Mm. As for like, uh, once uh, actually, I'm gonna answer a different question because uh, one sequel I'd love to see was Roller Coaster Tycoon, like a proper redo, and they did. Uh, Planet Coaster is amazing. It's not the same company, mind you, or team, but Planet Coaster is just a spiritual successor to Roller Coaster Tycoon, and it's freaking wonderful. I need to pick that up because it's not the first time you brought it up, and I've never played it. I never even looked at it. it. it it's a it I'm surprised it, by the Last of Us 2 hate in our chat. I love that game. Last of Us 2. Really? Rules. Yeah. I haven't played it personally. I've, of course, seen all the Joel drama that uh, came out around the time. Yeah. Get over it. It's a fake character. Oh, <laughs> like, man. I, like, maybe I'll, I, I got the PlayStation now. Maybe I'll have a personal opinion sometime soon. But yeah. Yeah. I like Last of Us 2. It's not I don't like it as much as the first, but it, I think it's a really solid sequel. Um, it, ex- it expands, it really explores characters. I think in a really interesting way. Um, and the, the Joel, the Joel drama was so toxic that, uh, anyone, anytime, anyone, I, I am incapable of having a, uh, a real conversation about whether or not the story should have went that way because some, so many people were so horribly shitty, uh, that I just assume you're one of those people if you're like, Oh, well, I don't like what they do with Joel. So, um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I like it. I think it's perfectly fine. One is a better, it's one that just is a better standalone story. I'll give you that. Like, I'm totally on board for that, but two is great. For sequels, I'd like to see. Uh, it's a, that's a great question. And of course, so much of sometimes the magic is like they, they put, you can't put the genie back in the bottle. Like you can't do a sequel. Like if I we're just shooting shit like Undertale, like if you could just recapture Undertale and make a new one with all that discovery, all that joy, all that music, and it's great, freaking yeah, let's do it. But you know, if if you said, hey, they're making Unter- Undertale this week, I'm like, you can't redo that. You can't make a new Undertale. That that was just that was just magic. That that was happenstance. So I guess the sequel that I am looking forward to is a uh, Factorio said they're doing a, a sequel at some point. They they put out a big blog post a while ago about how they they were thinking about expansion route like their game wasn't really big enough to do microtransactions. They're not Minecraft, but they're apparently making it to at some point, And I'm really looking forward to it. Mm, yeah, now I, I really want a Half-Life three uh, and I'll never forget Valve. To me, Valve is the worst video game company in the world because of what they've done with their sequels. Like, no joke. I love them. They make great stuff. Uh, but I think no studio deserves more crap than Valve. Um, like I will never freaking forgive them. Um, 
Uh, sequel I wish was never made. Literally any Tony Hawk after Underground. Um, I distinctly remember getting American Wasteland for Christmas one year and thinking this is the biggest pile of shit I've ever played. Everyone's in the chat yelling about Delta Rune. Delta Run? Del- Delta Rune? Delta Rune. I, I guess it's like a light Undertale oh, sequel. Oh, okay. I'm completely unfamiliar with it. Yeah. Someone, yeah, I, someone I, just I, like left the E out. So, so why don't, why have I never heard about this? Is it not good? I, I ask on our, my audio podcast before moving on. <laughs> Probably not the right thing to do, but you know, <laughs> I've never even heard of this. A parallel story. We'll see. Mm. I'll, I'll be the judge then. I like parallel stories. Coming soon. This item is not yet available, but I can get the demo. Oh, so it's not even oh, real yet. Oh, so it's not fully out yet. Okay. It's not even real yet. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm gonna stand by. Uh, I'm gonna stand by. Tony Hawk games. Tony Hawk sequels past underground were rough. I remember hearing a lot of bad things about Five, which came out like 2015, but I, I didn't even play it. That remake's good though. Play that remake that we'll never get another one of because it got absorbed in the blizzard. Which also bums me out because boy, I would have played the living shit out of a remade three. Tony Hawk three is real good. Uh, Moirana wants to know, is a rig building stream something you guys would consider doing? We have considered it. Yeah. It is still I, in the, it's still in the process of being considered as a matter of fact. I, I wouldn't probably look at chat much. It depends how hard it is to put in a heat sink nowadays. I've heard it's gotten easier, but back in the day you really had to like get up in there and, and press <laughs> that uncomfortable amount into your own motherboard. And uh, I'm sure uh, yeah, I would do it, but I wouldn't look at chat. That'd be a non-chat stream for me. I don't need the buyer's remorse or constant conversation that's being had about the graphics card I've chosen. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. We've been we've been trying to think of ways to do it. We don't know exactly how we would do it because we're not in the same location. It'd be a lot easier if we were because one of us could like man chat while the other one builds. Kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. If you got a goalie, right? But yeah, no one wants to like hear like, "Oh, you got that for." Five hundred dollars. I I could have gotten you that with this special thing I have, and then you could have gone to Micro Center, and you're like, "Well, there's one in Chicago." And well, you should have you paid someone to go to Chicago, and you're like, "No, hang on." Like, you're getting pre annoyed, Kyle. Just like I do when I see anyone (laughs) make shade about Last of Us Two, I get pre annoyed because I assume I know where the conversation's going. This isn't the first time I've heard ooh, like a, a, a audible like oof. Don't stream it when brought up streaming, building a computer. And then like, it just puts my mindset in like from soft fans, like just like, like streaming dark souls, like building a computer. You're in front of that audience is my, is how I just assume it is right now. Mm. I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be fun. Uh, we got a bunch of food questions uh, and I think we could probably answer them quickly. So I figure let's burn through it. You want to go in the chat says it's like doing a project in front of a thousand dads. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the goal I'm getting. Yeah. That's, that's it. You're not doing it. And do it shirtless. We're not Henry Cavill. We can't, we're not going to get the same draw. He wasn't shirtless. Did he take a, he was in a tank top. It's I don't like think a he muscle took a shirt. shirt. Like, yeah, it's, it's barely a shirt at that. Point. But I don't think he like got freaking winded in the middle of it and was like, it's too hot in here. I got to take this off. Mm, everybody. It's a shame. Really let Should us have. all down. 
Should have. Yeah. Let us all down. Uh, let's get hungry. Suna wants to know what our favorite food and drink combo is and why is it cookies and milk? Uh, because it isn't. It's pizza and beer. No, I like apples and a sharp cheddar. Oh, aren't you fancy? Yeah, I guess. Like, <laughs> get yourself a honey crisp and some sharp cheddar and then eat them together. It's really good. <laughs> I love pizza and beer. It just makes me happy. I know it's, I know it's indulgent. And so it happens very infrequently. Uh, Eka said another food question, and this goes with it. What is your most decadent food? The ones you feel regret after eating. Basically, anytime um, I eat a burger, because if I'm going to eat a burger, it's going to be a good burger. Oh, if I mean, good burger. Like, I, I do you really feel guilty or regret after that? Like, I, I immediately think of like Walmart taquito boxes, like pounded back seven of those and just feeling like hell. Well, I've never done a Walmart taquito, so I can't say I've had the pleasure. <laughs> no, well, it's like Terridor t- is, is a tea name. Tostino's? Like, yeah, Tostino's no, pizza? Like, I, I don't know. No, I don't, I don't know. I could go get them because my son picked that. I was like, is this what you want? He's like, hell yeah. And I'm like, is this really what you want? Because you normally don't like this. And he's like, no, that's what I want. I cooked it and then he didn't want it. So now I got to eat them all. But they, they hurt my heart. <laughs> yeah, man. No, we always have a, an emergency stash of uh, pizza rolls, which is in that realm. And I'm, I feel fine after pizza rolls. I thought I regret not. was like, not that you necessarily feel like dying afterwards, but you feel guilty because you know this is not good for me. And so for oh. me at the end of like a really good double cheeseburger that with a, you know, a fatty beef mix, like where you're just like, this is the best thing I've ever tasted, but I know it's slowly killing me. That's, that's what I think of when I think of this question. Yeah, no, I, I just do not feel well after foods like that these days. Yeah, I still feel okay. I have made the mistake of trying to go for a walk afterwards. And that's when I'm like, Oh, Oh, my body hates me right now. But if I just go home and sit on the couch and watch TV, it's totally fine. (laughs) Yeah. The worst thing ever, I tried to do a three-mile walk after uh, we were at our favorite breakfast joint that because we were close enough to Valentine's Day, we're offering red velvet cupcakes or uh, pancakes, pancakes, red velvet pancakes. I was like, I have to try this. And I attempted to do a three-mile walk and I've never wanted to die more in my life. Oh, in the Florida heat too? It It would have been February, so it was pretty nice out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But Katie and I both, it was like a four stack and we, we killed it together on top of like a little bit of eggs, a little bit of bacon. And, uh, oh boy, that was the roughest walk I've ever done. Yeah. That was no good. Well, continuing this line of thought, maybe, maybe the, the fit for fan fest, uh, this it's is not, getting going. This is not helping, by the way. No. Well, you know, we, we're, we're experiencing. We got to get at the gill. Yeah, we got to feel it. We got to feel our, our we're mourning our foods a little bit as we start to head down. That I'm road. still having some sweet things. I just make sure that I, I do my walk that day if I'm going to have mm-hmm. a sweet thing. So because I'm counting my calories again. But Snow Bites wants to know, what's your favorite soda and why is it not Coca-Cola or Pepsi? And then also wants to know Walmart or Kroger or Publix and then decaf or not. <laughs> uh, I actually really like Coke. Coke is my soda of choice. I don't drink any soda at all because the carbonation hurts my, my, my little baby tongue. You know, we, we found out on a stream months ago that you have a, a very sensitive tongue. Yes, but I was also the orange juice kid that would come to your house and drink all your orange juice. So... 
I'm making no I, friends I with our wonderful shame. moderator, Kara, who both doesn't like Last of Us 2 or Coca-Cola. I'm getting booed a lot today. <laughs> yeah, man, I would destroy orange juice, man. Still would. Uh, and there was like sunny D's as, you, as my parents like tried to accommodate the, the mighty need I had with, with perhaps a cheaper tag. Oh, on sunny that, D was, yeah, a constant growing up. Yeah. Um, and then now I've looked at it since and been like, there's how much sugar in this? Uh, same, same, same thing with orange juice, right? Like it, it ain't that healthy. Uh, a, a good limeade now is my preferred Ooh, target. Oh, I love limeade. Shit, you're right. We have been going, the, the most adult conversation on the podcast today, we have been going for the uh, 50% uh, orange juice where it's it's like 50% of sugar and it's like not as acidic. No. Oh, no, if anything, that's a lifelong uh, good good job on you. Our most adult conversation has been holding companies accountable today. Uh, but, but yeah, but th- that's that's on brand for <laughs> talking about video games and nerd culture. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, this is this is just uh, I'm a big fan of Tropicana Fifty for my orange juice. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Walmart or Kroger? I've literally never seen a Kroger. I don't know a Kroger. I've heard of it. That's it. I've never even seen one. So I go Publix. Oh. I, I hate shopping at Walmart, man. You're Wait. generic. We go because I could walk. We were close enough to a Walmart to walk to it, but I, I freaking cannot stand being inside a Walmart. It's just, I always feel like I'm a, I'm minutes away from getting stabbed every time. Huh. I'm oh, in a Walmart. right. Yeah. No, I, South. <laughs> <laughs> it, dude, the people at our Walmart, it's just, oh, yeah, it's, it's a coin flip. Wills. If someone's going to be randomly yelling at someone else. Hey, hey, man, the Pacific Northwest, we classed up Goodwill and Walmart, but I also just do, I would do Walmart pickup. I order everything via app and then I pull up and, you know, we put it in my trunk. Our Goodwill is literally behind the Walmart and it's perfectly fine. I don't know what the problem with Walmart is. It is just a magnet for violence. (sighs) I don't, I don't care for it. I don't care for it. And then decaf or not, I'm not above a decaf, uh, but normally decaf fulfills a very specific role in my life. I'm sick. I want hot liquid and I hate tea. That's why <laughs> decaf exists. I drink plenty of espresso. So yeah, I'm, I'm caffeinated, mm, but I, I, I definitely prefer caffeinated coffee, but we always keep a little decaf on hand in case I'm not feeling so well. So yeah. And then final fantasy questions. Zoraman wants to know, since we're going to FanFest, if we're going to go to the Primals concert. Which is not at the main venue. It's we like found a day out later. recently it's the day after, which yeah. I didn't know. And I, at the moment, am planning to check out on Sunday. So I, I honestly, it's, I didn't know this ahead of time. So I want to go. But this has complicated things. If it's, if it's Sunday, instead of included as part of the main event for the two days. In which case, I normally skip concerts anyway, <laughs> so I probably won't be going. Not because I'm like, oh, full of wait, hate. wait, hold up. That's the orchestra concert, not the primals. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, then I'm definitely going to the primals concert. All right. Well, I still might conveniently miss it because, you know, large crowds of people are just, you know. Sir, we have a YouTube yeah. channel now. I know. We need a shot of us rocking out to the primals. Okay. Uh, can I look slightly uncomfortable in it? Absolutely. Okay? Okay. Make right. it about you. Make it honest so, to you. I I'm guess so honest to myself. you though would be a shot of me having a great time with the Primals and then smash cut to you quiet at home in the hotel. Okay. But 
Yeah. You can stand in the back, Siskar. <laughs> now you're making Kara mad. We're going to get banned by our own mod on this podcast, Kyle. Can't happen. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. <laughs> Hold the power. We're going to get banned in Kara's heart. No. Yeah, that can happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll we'll end it on this one, Kyle. We're going to uh, take Nicole's question that wants to know, are we going to do a mega stream to finish 5.0? Because we haven't broken enough hearts today. What, wait, are we, are we breaking hearts? We haven't made any oh. plan. We have no plans oh, to do yeah, a mega no. stream to finish 5.0. If you're asking where we currently are and doing a mega stream to that point, no. However, if it works out in our rhythm that we find ourselves doing a mega stream much like we did with Stormblood, then it'll happen. I mean, it's just, it's an organic thing, mm. to be perfectly honest. Chad is mad that it's not an Omega stream. But that's confusing because you can actually do an Omega stream. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, I would say if it all if it all lines up just right. Also, how many times have we streamed until 2 a.m. my time? So we're not opposed Plenty. to staying up later than we plan to to get to a satisfying conclusion. Exactly. So But it would be fun to, you know, start a little early like we did last time, you know, really really ham it up. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see when we get there. We'll see when we get there. But that's gonna wrap it up for this episode. Kyle, you got some music for me? I because do. I want to thank our wonderful patrons. Ooh, I like this one this week. For supporting us on Patreon, you can support everything Kyle and I do by going to supportourbromance.com. And we're going to thank our most recent patrons since last week. We want to thank Hammer Mug, if that is on your birth certificate. Nana C, thank you for your support. Jason L, appreciate it. Arnon D, thank you. Rye the Noblesse. I'm getting all the ones where I'm like, is that is that on your ID? I don't know. I don't know. If it is, that's an awesome name. Richard D, thank you for taking the time. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. And then finally, Lord Panther. Keeping the theme going. I didn't plan it this way. I literally added it in order of signups. Yeah, you did. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So thank you, Lord Panther. All these people are going to send me like uh, edited versions of their driver's licenses. And I'm going to be like, oh, my God, these are your real names. And they're awesome. <laughs> How could you? Yeah. You monster. Yeah. Thank you very hey, much. Hey, man, the future doesn't happen without us. You know? Doesn't. We have to be. What? Yeah. If the future's supposed to be full of oh, rocking, we need to give people awesome full names. sci-fi names. Yeah, we, we're responsible uh, for that. Yeah. Uh, celebrities keep ruining it, though, by giving what they think are cool names that are actually stupid names. Uh, sure. Well, yeah. Take it back. Take it back. Yeah. Normalize it. it. Like, why did everyone give their... Why did all the parents that ra- raise bullies give their kids the name Chad? You know? It's just... Dude, the, the actually, actually it was John for me. I knew a couple of chads and they were very nice. John's were always the bullies growing up. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like it's like getting into name shaving, but also, <laughs> also on that note, covering my ass there, I had a mighty laugh when uh, God of War was produced by Chad Cox, <laughs> <laughs> and that flashed on screen and lingered. And I, I I laughed. Uh, nice is Jesse job, here today? How you doing, Jesse? Um, there's also Chad a very Cox. a very special level of patrons that we thank each and every episode, and those are our legendary level backers: Sean B, Mike R, Stephen J, Wayra E, Das, Cheesy Bob, and Sean with an E A B. Thank you so much for the support. Want to become a legendary level backer? Check out supportourbromance.com as well as any level backer. Whatever works for you works for us. That's going to do it for this episode. I'm on Twitter at Garrett Art, Kyle's at Kyle Ferguson, and we have a joint account at Garrett and Kyle. That's right. We liked it so much, we put a Twitter on it. 
So follow us there and find everything we do on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash TV. This podcast is recorded live there every Thursday, as well as our Monday, Thursday, and Friday streams and our Wednesday video uploads. So we'll see you tonight for Final Fantasy. We'll be finishing our first ever roll quest. We're doing the tank roll quest tonight. We're going to be playing that through to completion. Um, Less an act of God, like my computer explodes or something. Tomorrow, Kyle, I believe we're going to attempt a Monster Hunter for the first time. Yeah, that's what we're thinking. Day off stream. Give it, a, give it a little test. See if we can pull it off. And we'll be back Monday. Maybe I was actually going to ask you if you moved to Tuesday because Katie's got Monday off for a holiday. But uh, oh. we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I meant to talk to you about <laughs> that. Right. I totally forgot. All right. But uh, anyways, join us. YouTube.com slash TV. But until next time, GG. Take care. <laughs>